0: Well, the Miller tied up his witch wife and called for the neighbors.
1: <laughs> My boyfriend does that sometimes, yeah. too, but it has a different meaning. <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming it
0: goes in a different direction than yeah. what happens here. Yeah. Um, also, I feel like that's how the neighbors would have put it when they're telling the story later. <laughs> well, did you hear? The Miller tied up his witch wife. <laughs> oh. Then they killed the woman and burnt her body so she couldn't come back to haunt them. Good. Hey, wait a minute. You're dead. You'll be dead for 30 years. I'm a speaker. i I want to hear you. Every day. Don't oh. fall. Welcome to Boo Ha a weekly podcast that is ostensibly about ghosts, but more often than not about tangents and increasingly about former U.S. presidents.
1: I love it. It's
0: <laughs> weird how much Millard Fillmore has come up on this podcast. Oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> this week, my guest is the hilarious Molly Smithson. Hello. Welcome. Happy to have you here. I feel like there was more to the intro that I forgot.
1: I interrupted. That was my bad. Oh, don't worry
0: about <laughs> it. I'm off my game in general. But <laughs> I edit judiciously, so every week I gather my nearest and dearest uh, to my apartment where I light a campfire in the living room and regale them with stories of spooks, specters, and goo mm-hmm. um, And uh, this week we'll be covering a couple of ghost stories from your hometown. Yes. Well.
1: From my home land sort of. Kind of. An partially. influential place <laughs> in my development. Yes.
0: Yeah, so you are you're originally from Portland.
1: I was born in Oregon City. Nice. Pioneer land. Mm-hmm. Um grew up here and then at ten moved to Charlotte, North Carolina. And then I went to college in Asheville and then moved back.
0: Well cool. So I think one of the recurring themes on this podcast is that Oregon ghosts are horrible. Right. So any excuse we have to focus on ghosts that are from elsewhere is much welcome. Yeah. So we'll be focusing on North Carolinian ghosts.
1: Woo! Yeehaw. Yeah. Uh,
0: there <laughs> are some doozies. Uh, but uh, before before we do that, tell me a little bit about your views on the supernatural and yeah. the spooky.
1: I am a very supernatural, spiritual person. I believe that human beings' energies can influence a place, right? And so whether it's somewhere where there was, like, a strong imprint from, I don't know, mass murder or something like that, or just a space that you occupied, people that you occupied. Like, I've had different experiences as people leave the world. So I believe in that tangentially.
0: Sure, yeah.
1: um, But... I have never had an experience that was like, oh, a spooky lady in a dress standing over my bed.
0: <laughs> that is very much like the white whale of ghosts. Right. Know. Like, I just want... Soon. Oh. Come on. I want a Victorian phantasm. I want there to be spectral lace. That's all I yes,
1: want. Yes. Yes. Floating just a little bit. Yeah. A just just, just a bit. Nothing yeah.
0: too ostentatious. Right. Right. Come on. Of I course. don't want... Um, very, very much the same camp over here, I think... Um, I'm I'm a skeptic. Yeah. uh, As uh, more often than not on this podcast, I am the negative Nelly (laughs) for every story. (laughs) But yeah, so I'm I'm if I were to choose a camp, it would definitely be the like remaining images and kind of a snapshot of things that happened. I have more trouble with the idea that you know Steve is just still here, right? Doing Steve things. Yes. Um, uh, I guess. We should probably get into some ghost. All right. Uh, uh, as I said, i prepared a couple things from North Carolina. I'm going to give you some options. Okay. Uh, we have the demon dog of Val Crucis, or Ooh. potentially Valley Crucis. I
1: think it's Val Crucis. I think you're right.
0: That seems that seems right. I, I feel like putting an accent on the E would be kind of highfalutin. Yeah.
1: I think... <laughs> I think Western North Carolina, too. Mm-hmm. So it's probably like Val Crucis.
0: That's, not, that's yeah. got a nice twang mm-hmm. to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we also have the Naked Ghost of Craven Street Bridge.
1: Oh, Naked Ghost. Naked I like ghost. the sound of that.
0: That's a win. And that one is from uh, directly from Asheville. Oh, mm. okay. Uh, we also have the Wampus Cat.
1: <laughs> I love that name.
0: <laughs> which is a band that I hope to be in one day. <laughs> and then we have kind of a an interesting twofer which is uh the boo hag and Mm. miller married a witch
1: Ooh,
0: yeah which is two variations of a similar story
1: okay gotcha man you know me so well these are all my favorite things naked people witches
0: (laughs) you can't go wrong
1: (laughs) i don't know i definitely want to hear about the naked ghost all right and the witch one i've got to go with because i'm a witch so totally yeah
0: well then i would say let's start with uh let's start with that naked ghost okay the naked ghost of craven street bridge the french broad river meanders slowly through Asheville on its way to tennessee where Mm -hmm. in the vicinity of knoxville it joins with the holston river to form the tennessee river
1: Is this like a ghostopedia? (laughs) Like a surveyor ghost story?
0: (laughs) Really? This one was written by the Army Corps of Engineers. Oh, Hmm, wow. That's (laughs) legit. (laughs) It's this convergence which gave the river such an important place in early economy of North Carolina. In the days when rivers were the most important transportation routes across the country, it was the French Broad Mm -hmm. (laughs) which connected North Carolina to the West. I feel like French broads did a lot of connecting. They did. Yeah,
1: and in uh, Asheville especially. They <laughs> called it the Paris of the South. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, French broads.
0: French broads. Mostly French broads. <laughs> uh, the river is lined with logging camps and sawmills, cutting and shipping timber out into the wide world. But apart from its economic importance, the French broad has also been a source of joy for those who lived in Asheville.
1: It's true.
0: It's like they're trying. They're really... <laughs>
1: What does the Army Corps of Engineers even do anymore? Like, are there any dams left to build? Are they just the tourism branch of rivers? (laughs)
0: Probably still doing a lot of, like, PR damage control from when they straightened the Mississippi.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Also, Asheville, they, like, messed up all of the... Uh, freshwater mussels and waterways, so they're trying to cover their ass there too. Okay. I'm on to you, Army Corps. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's so fun to think that there was a time when the Army Corps of Engineers was just like, well, what are we gonna do today? Straighten a river? How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Why? Uh uh-huh. <laughs> It's from this era that we get the story of one of North Carolina's most unusual ghosts, mm-hmm. the naked ghost of Craven <laughs> Street Bridge. <laughs>
1: I'm trying to picture where Craven Street is. I'm pretty sure it's downtown. Um, <laughs> and I also just want to say for the literary nuts that Thomas Wolfe lived in oh. downtown Asheville. And he wrote about all of his like highfalutin friends and smashed them all in <laughs> Come a Homeward Angel or whatever it is. Uh-huh. And so, yeah, continue. But I just want everyone to picture like sassy Ashevilleans who hate each other.
0: This is good. We're setting the scene here.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: I'd love to see what those sassy North Carolinians have to say about a (laughs) naked ghost. (laughs) The story goes that sometime in the early 20th century, a group of young boys went swimming in the river on a hot summer day, much like today. They were out on what was then the western edge of the city, just south of where I-240 crosses the river. Okay. There we go. Turns out. These are the days before bathing suits. (laughs) And so the boys stripped off and dove into the river as naked as the day they were born.
1: Oh, man. I was hoping this was like a flasher ghost. Yeah, that's but kind of... I guess we'll see. <laughs>
0: <sighs> Look, I mean, we don't know where it's going to go. Right. So far, Meh, but we'll yeah. see. Then we have a little bit of editorializing from the, okay. <laughs> from the Army Corps of Engineers. In a few ways... Things were a little bit more relaxed back then.
1: Oh, sounds great. (laughs) Lounging on the French broad, naked with your bros, under the bridge. (laughs) Thomas
0: Wolfe is making catty comments as he passes by. I'd
1: put those pantaloons back on if I were you, sir.
0: (laughs) Thomas Wolfe is throwing shade at us, guys. Let's go home. Unfortunately, the boys chose a bad time to go swimming. There had been some storms upriver a few days before, and the usually calm French broad... (laughs) Was flowing more swiftly than normal. (laughs) Happens to the best of us. This is pre-swimming suits and probably also pre-sanitary products. Yes. A heavy flow was...
1: No wings, that's for sure. (laughs) Um,
0: The gentle eddies where the river flowed over the boulders lying in its bed had become dangerous undercurrents. Ooh, They had also ventured out late in the evening, and the sun was already heading down when first they swam into the waters. How old were these boys, did they say? unclear they just said young boys i'm
1: hoping like 37
0: (laughs) i feel like back in what i'm going to just generously refer to as you know the ghost making times right um, i would say 37 would probably be the end of your life
1: yeah that's true Um, that's
0: true i'm gonna let's just for for propriety's sake let's imagine 20
1: 20, perfect. Okay,
0: Okay. let's go with that. So these 20-year-old men's boys were swimming (laughs) in the river. They were playing and laughing, not noticing that they were floating further and faster down the river than usual. When they noticed that the light was fading and that they had drifted down close to the pylons of the bridge where Craven Mm. Street crossed the French Broad and where the water was flowing in dangerous rapids around the bridge, they realized they needed to head home. And they also realized that one of their party was missing. (gasps) They began a frantic search for their missing friend, called out his name, dove underwater, which also dangerous, yes. like in this situation. Yeah. Uh, they sent one of their number running for help, and as the neighbors came down, a frantic search was organized. Boats were set out on the water, and lanterns lit up the river. As the night grew deeper, they sadly realized that their chances had run out. Hmm. They made the choice to call off the search. Boats would be sent out in the daylight to dredge the river, but even that was to no avail. Uh. The poor... Man's body was never found.
1: (laughs) Man boy. The the
0: poor man boy had disappeared. (laughs) Soon after the boy disappeared, some of those traveling across the bridge at a time when night fell began to speak of something strange. Mm. They said that they saw a naked boy running across the bridge. (laughs) And that when they called out to him, he just kept running as if he couldn't hear them.
1: that honestly is like every weekend I spent with my ex boyfriend at Asheville, so uh. that's fitting. Uh. that's really, really, truly works.
0: We've reached the crossroads of doubt very early in this <laughs> podcast, I'm like, okay, so it's a naked guy on a bridge. fair, weird that he didn't <laughs> weird that he didn't stop when they were yelling at him. true um, oh, here's where it gets a little bit spookier when they inevitably ran to catch up with him, he vanished into thin oh. air. Oh. Na, na, na. Presumably slightly less like your ex-boyfriend. <laughs> eh.
1: <laughs> Honestly, there were some nights where he did, like he'd walk home from downtown Asheville, which is like a four-mile walk, just straight. And so I'd have to go cruise... So I kind of wished he was a ghost at that point. That would have made my life a lot more fulfilling. But sure, you
0: know that <laughs> eventually he'll just show up, transparent in the kitchen.
1: Probably, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> Naked ghosts are something of a rarity in American folklore,
1: because <laughs> of our Puritan backgrounds, I guess.
0: I I kind of want to take them to task on this. From what I know of the rest of the world's ghost culture, yeah, I don't think there's a lot of nudity.
1: Oh, well, there you go. Just. That kind of proves, then, that when you die, you're stuck in whatever you're wearing. Oh,
0: God. That's...
1: That's a lot of pressure. Honestly, like, that makes me more afraid of dying than anything.
0: That being the case, do you think that most ghosts just died on Halloween? <laughs> I guess
1: so. <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> or, like, while they were sleeping, and so you get that sleep-puffy, gross oh. face. Oh, like no. you're not at your optimal yeah. level of water hydration.
0: The afterlife doesn't have any cold spoons to put on your eyes. No, unfortunately, no.
1: bags stay. <laughs> so moisturize everyone.
0: Stay hydrated. You never know when you might become <laughs> a ghost. <laughs> um. <clears throat> okay. Oh. Um. This takes it takes a weird turn now. Naked oh, ghosts oh. are something of a rarity in American folklore. Although the topic of why ghosts wear clothes has been a surprisingly hotly debated one hmm. in the history of religion and belief in the supernatural.
1: <laughs> Who are the pervert priests sitting around <laughs> like, why do ghosts wear clothes?
0: <laughs> I, like, I guess really progressive and liberal preachers also have to have a hill to die on. True. <laughs> They're like, look, okay, we're fine with the gays and the abortions. <laughs> Pantsless ghosts, though. (laughs) Not cool. (laughs) Those those arguing against the possibility of spirits. Those arguing against the possibility of the spirits of the dead returning to Earth have presented multiple variations on the premise that if a ghost is the appearance of a soul on Earth, for a ghost to be clothed, it means that the clothing must also be possessed with some immortal element capable of returning to Earth.
1: Oh, that makes sense.
0: (laughs) To put it simply, they say that if a ghost isn't barefoot... It means that shoes have soles.
1: <laughs> oh, Bob, that army engineer. He's got some buns up his sleeve.
0: Oh, boy. You just really two paragraphs just winding oh my
1: up. Oh, God. <laughs> he led us into that one. That hmm. was amazing. Or she. I don't know who.
0: Whatever, whatever collective gender we want to ascribe right. to the Army Corps of Engineers. Right. Uh, so that's basically it.
1: That's the story. So it ends with, who knows if ghosts wear clothes.
0: It ends with a gentle pun, uh, basically. It, it actually, it, it ends with a little bit of, um, uh, uh, to this day, the naked ghost of the Craven Street Bridge is supposedly still seen when Ooh. divers in the early evening hours on the hottest days of summer are surprised to see a naked boy running alongside their car.
1: What? I know now what road it is, and it's, like, the full, like, freeway going across. <laughs> so, you're not.
0: <laughs> I was picturing, like, rickety wooden bridge.
1: No. I mean, I don't even know if it's the same bridge. When was this ghost?
0: Well, it was at some point before 1902.
1: Okay. I don't know if it's the same bridge. I'm going to need to do some Asheville research yeah, we'll here. have to
0: do some digging on this. I do like the idea of naked freeway ghosts. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just a lot of really distracted long haul truckers. What?
1: <laughs> right. I want to see the ghost walking into like the Kmart too, uh, like <laughs> hitting up the CVS that's right there. There's a Jason's Deli right off the freeway, getting the soft serve.
0: Do you have pants? <laughs> Do you think that's the unfinished business? Like, if you just gave the ghost some pants?
1: I don't, I mean, here's the thing with ghosts. I feel like if you're sticking around, it's because your soul has some unfinished business to do and you're trapped. So, I need to know more about the ghost himself. First I mean, of all.
0: We know that he doesn't have pants. What he doesn't do have need?
1: pants, but do you think he's just mad at his friends for ditching him? Like, why is he still here? That's what I want to know.
0: That's interesting. I also just... That would
1: motivate him for his flashing.
0: Yeah. From from like a logistical point of view as well, he obviously died in the river. Right. So it's weird that he's on the bridge. Yeah. Um, Well, they
1: say diving, too, but you can't really dive off of the bridge. Like, it is a pretty shallow river still.
0: Yeah, that seems like a recipe for a neck breaking.
1: Right. Unless if this was before all the dams, the river might have been a lot deeper and flowing more. I don't know. Interesting. Hmm. The naked ghost of the Craven Street Bridge. Yeah. There you go.
0: I think we're definitely going to call that one a mulligan.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: But before we move on, I do have to ask we we have a rating system oh okay for ghosts (laughs) um i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna give this one one and a half out of five flapping ghost penises
1: yes yes i would say yeah one and one flapping ghost penis honestly yeah
0: Yeah, it's uh, and this is more this is more an issue that i have with the army corps of engineers than anything else you you got to You've, they've teed it up, yes. you know, but the follow through is important. Also,
1: like you start with the river history yeah. and then you move into the puns. Where's I the ghost? I want some more. I want more ghost. Yeah. Yeah. Give yeah, me, absolutely. Where's the heart? All right. Well, there you go.
0: Okay. Well, that being the case, I think I think we're going to move on. You okay. you said that the, the witch was yeah. something uh, captivating. Yes. This one has a little bit more substance to it. Okay. Um,
1: it's a good sign.
0: All right. So... The Miller Married a Witch,
1: Ooh.
0: which is a sitcom I would watch.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Some time ago, before the Civil War, there was a free black man who owned a mill not too far from Raleigh. Cool. His mill was doing fine. Great. Great. Good for him. And many people from around the county brought their corn to the mill to be ground. Right. As okay. you do. He thought his luck was doing fine, particularly when a beautiful young woman came to town one day. He took such a fancy to her that he married her and settled down in the mill house.
1: Cool, good for you, nice. sir. Support African American businesses. Yeah, like good.
0: I mean, you say good, it Uh-oh. takes a turn. Oh
1: no. oh no!
0: Soon after he got married, people stopped bringing their corn to the mill. Mm. Rumors started spreading around town about the strange behavior of the young wife, yeah. <laughs> and folks became convinced that the miller had married a witch. Oh no. Soon, no one would even set foot in the mill, which just from a like, logistical point of view, they're not going in. Like yeah, they're, they're dropping
1: their yeah. bags off. They're discussing what the level of finely groundness corn.
0: I'd like kind of fairly ground
1: corn. Is he doing like weed and barley too?
0: I would. I would imagine probably probably all all comers. True, you know, true. not a lot of like allergy issues, and yeah. just mix Very it all up. True also ground in a facility that mm-hmm. processes tree nuts
1: <laughs> maybe they started mixing once she like uh moved in and she <sighs> killed a few people's kids was that the strange behavior got some nut allergies going on
0: <laughs> I, I would love if that's the one thing that was just like a little bit left out yes 10 people died of tragic nut poisoning <laughs> but it, she was probably a witch um, The miller was a brave and generous man. He would often shelter runaway slaves within the mill, giving them a place to hide and plan their route up north to freedom. Cool. One night, a young boy who had run away from a nearby plantation made his way to the miller's house. The boy had heard that the miller's wife was a witch, but said he wasn't afraid. He had a butcher's knife with him and said (laughs) he could protect himself from anything.
1: (laughs) That would be one of my top weapons, I guess, against a witch. That feels right. Like, you can grab it easily.
0: Yeah, it's at hand, you right.
1: know? He doesn't know her powers either. He doesn't know if he has a nut allergy, probably. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'll stab you with my knife. <laughs> Just he blows peanut dust in his face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he gets there. He's got a knife, <laughs> you know, to stab the witch. Um, the boy was settling down for the night when out of the shadows walked the biggest, blackest cat he had ever seen. Cool. Oh. The cat was bigger than a dog, as big as a panther. Whoa. And its eyes glowed like firelight. Mm. As it came closer and closer, the boy saw that the cat meant to do him harm. As it ran, <laughs> Fair. I mean you I
1: can't tell with cats. Yes. Yeah, swiping water as they walk <laughs> along. <laughs>
0: the tail swishing back and forth. That's pouncing behavior. As it raised up its paw to strike, the boy pulled out his butcher's knife and chopped off the paw with one quick strike. <gasps> The cat howled and ran out the window. The boy stayed awake all night, and the next morning, when the miller came to call on him, the boy told the miller everything that had happened. The miller went to rouse his wife out of bed, but she refused to get up.
1: Oh, I see you, bitch.
0: Just sleepy, you yeah. know? Yeah. Just, just sleepy and bloody. I mean, sleepy. Yep, yep. <laughs> I
1: guess they're <laughs> separate bedrooms too. Or this miller is just like, yeah, what? You stick your hand into the peanut mill, like. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: guess, you know, every baker I've ever known gets up at like two o'clock in the morning. I'm That's assuming true. Miller's probably out and about. Yeah. You know, just yeah. staring Grimed off. In the gears, literally. Hoping for business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Putting away broomsticks, you know. <laughs> um, his wife said she was feeling ill and that she wasn't going to get out of bed that day. But the Miller pulled the covers off her, and when he did, he saw that the bed was covered in blood. <gasps> And that her right hand had been chopped clean off.
1: Ooh, proof!
0: It was clear enough what was ha- what had happened. The wife was a witch, and a cat, and a cat also. <laughs> really, they buried the lead there.
1: And now a paraplegic. That's <laughs> paraplegic, quadriplegic? No. <laughs> S- Single plegic She's a para witch. <laughs>
0: is that a, a witch in a in a in a parachute
1: oh it could be also actually i love it
0: i want to see a movie about paratrooping witches mm-hmm. that sounds great
1: one with one hand that's like the lieutenant dan of the witch squad like
0: instead of a hook it's just a tiny broom
1: yes i love it let's make this happen
0: it's for sweeping and hexing She had been driving the mill's customers away, and last night she had turned herself into a big black cat and headed into the mill to kill the young boy.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay, logistically, what's her end game here? I don't know. I mean, she is using people and just... Also, she's not a very good witch if she just immediately got her hand cut off and figured out. Like, rule (laughs) of threes at least. Come on.
0: Do you think that was like the first time she had tried cat?
1: Yeah, maybe. Like, and then so big. She's going she's like,
0: through the grimoire. Hmm. Oh, I know. Cat.
1: <laughs> I messed up my size ratio. Now I'm so slow. My <laughs> paw gets cut off. Like
0: <laughs> Cats are graceful. I was lumbering. Little bit of wrap-up here.
1: Okay.
0: Well, the miller tied up his witch wife and called for the neighbors. <laughs>
1: My boyfriend does that sometimes, too, yeah. but it has a different meaning. <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming
0: it goes in a different direction than yeah. what happens here. Yeah. Um, also, I feel like that's how the neighbors would have put it when they're telling the story later. <laughs> well, did you hear? The miller tied up his witch wife. <laughs> oh. Then they killed the woman and burnt her body so she couldn't come back to haunt them. Good. Not fully understanding what a witch is. I think yeah, yeah. Maybe we're thinking vampire. She wasn't that
1: good, though, so it might have (laughs) worked.
0: Based on the efficacy of a knife. Yeah. Surprisingly, after that witch was out of the mill, folks started bringing their corn back. (laughs) Hmm.
1: That witch wife got tied up and burnt. Let's bring our (laughs) corn back right now.
0: (laughs) Do you think there might be some kind of an ephemeral lasting stain on that place caused (laughs) by that witch magic?
1: Or just literal stains with blood. Don't care. Ah,
0: That's probably fine. (laughs) We need grain. He's
1: got a half-price deal going. <laughs> the post-witch sale.
0: Look, I'm willing to eat a little bit of bewitched grain. <laughs> Eventually, the miller became wealthy and found another young woman. Parentheses, oh. who wasn't a witch. Thank
1: God, I was <laughs> worried.
0: <laughs> and they married and he had a happy life. And that young boy made his way north into to freedom. Good. Yeah. The end. Hmm.
1: It's not really a ghost story. I like the panther. I like yeah. the visuals of being in a spooky mill. Like that's very much an X-Files episode.
0: It's funny that you say X-Files episode. It is also something else. Uh, Ooh. And that is, uh, it is an entry in scary stories to oh, tell in the dark. Oh, There you go. Um, if it sounded familiar.
1: Oh, there you go. The cat's paw.
0: So I'll throw a picture of this up on Twitter, but there is Perfect. a nightmarish illustration of this. Yeah, Um, that
1: is spooky. And it has a name for the man in this one, so that's cool.
0: Jed Smith. I won't go into too much detail about this, but it's one of my favorite ones. In this version, the miller doesn't realize that you know his wife's hand was chopped off by the guy. She's like, oh, there was a terrible accident.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, And then they go and get the doctor, and they say that she was spitting and yowling just (laughs) like a cat. (laughs) (laughs) Which is more realistic than just in bed. Right. Well, like, oh, you know, I'm going to stay in yeah. with my stump.
1: What a good editor will do. <laughs> <laughs> it's truly the lesson of this story.
0: We got to celebrate the brevity of Alvin Schwartz. Yes. Just got it down to a yeah. page.
1: The jack handy of
0: spooky <sighs> stories. Really? Just one and done. You're in, you're mm-hmm. out, you're good to go.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So. Ghost penis wise, I give that. Three stars.
0: I'm giving it three stars. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna customize the rating system for okay. this. I'm gonna give it three amputated cats paws. Perfect. Out of five.
1: Love
0: it. Abandoned mills.
1: <laughs> <laughs> two and a half butcher <clears throat> knives, though. That's the conversion is two point five <laughs> to three.
0: <laughs> two butcher knives per cat <laughs> paw, which translates to seven <laughs> mills. It's this <laughs> Um,
1: this is why they really left. He just kept making up weird currencies.
0: <laughs> All right, that's four sacks of <laughs> grain. I guess I'll give you uh, 17 butcher knives or four <laughs> millstones.
1: <laughs> you decide.
0: <laughs> the uh, the other version of this was just called the Boo Hag, <laughs> which, which is, I think, what I should call but fawn. Somehow
1: less details than, like, <laughs> wife, witch wife. <laughs>
0: It could be anything, the yeah. boo hag. I would say ready to move on. I'm trying to think which one do I want to go with. I mean you've got the Wampus cat.
1: Okay. Another which cat.
0: Which sounds pretty cool. hmm We also it's a weirdly animal themed one. We have Yeah. Wampus cat, we have Demon Dog, Amputee Cat.
1: Yeah. In North Carolina, they really just have cats and dogs to look at. They <laughs> got rid of all their wildlife so long ago. There's like no big, Bigfoot.
0: Write what you know. It's
1: true. It's true.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Demon dog looks pretty good. I think I might want to go. I think I might want to go Wampus cat.
1: All right, Wampus cat, it is. It's
0: definitely got the cooler name. Yes, it um, does. All right, I'm going to just slide Rotate this around. Yeah, here. you can pop that there. Um. Perfect.
1: All right. This is the Wampus Cat. Strange things happen in the mountains at night. Deep down in the valleys, mysterious noises echo through the darkness. Oh, spooky. Terrifying howls tra- travel. <laughs> terrifying howls.
0: I like the idea of terrifying trowels. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gardening.
1: Um, terrifying howls travel from hill to hill. Something is roaming through the night. Animals disappear from farmyards. The random things left out in the yard at night, other than animals, buckets, rakes, clothes hanging on a line, are knocked over or even destroyed.
0: All right, so, so far, could be wildlife. Yeah. Okay.
1: It sounds like a specific cat that doesn't like...
0: Laundry? ...animal
1: husbandry (laughs) or domestication. (laughs)
0: So uh, this cat has an axe to grind. Yeah,
1: <laughs> very anti-society. The, t- the unabomber Oh yeah, of cats. <laughs> it's the... not Ted Bundy. The
0: uh, oh the other one, Ted Kaczynski. Kaczynski. There we go. <laughs> there we go.
1: Okay, the
0: Ted Kaczynski. <laughs> the of Ted cats. Kaczynski
1: of cats. <laughs> the folks who live in the hills hide in their homes. They know what it is. Whenever anything unusual happens in the night, whenever mysterious calls are heard. They say that it's the wampus cat. So here's the backstory. All right. They say the wampus cat was once a beautiful Cherokee woman, of course. Sure. Blame the Native Americans. (laughs) Her husband would often leave the village with other... No, with the other men. (laughs) With other men. (laughs) She was a beard.
0: (laughs) Go swimming naked in the bridge.
1: uh. Uh, He would leave the village with the other men to go out hunting and bring back food. Before each trip, the men would gather in the woods to ask forgiveness for the lives of the animals they were about to take and to seek supernatural help in their task. But women were forbidden from ever seeing these sacred rites.
0: Of course. Okay. Dumb.
1: Very dumb, but okay. Got it.
0: If I'm going to, like, I'm just not to to gender stereotype too much, but if I'm going to trust someone with magic, it's going to be a woman.
1: Yeah. Also, this needs to be fact-checked, so maybe edit it out (laughs) later, but I believe the Cherokee people were a matrilineal society, I would need to double check that, but...
0: I, I, would I looked into it. It checks out. At face value.
1: Yeah, right? Yeah.
0: So whatever. Just a ghost story, just getting dick washed. hmm Like, can we... Is, is this that...
1: the Army Corps of Engineers, too?
0: <laughs> the men went out to straighten some dams in the morning.
1: <laughs> All right, but this woman's curiosity consumed her. She wanted to know the secret magic. She begged and begged her husband to reveal the rights to her, but he always refused. So one night, as the men set out into the forest, she took matters into her own hands. The woman wrapped herself in cougar skin. A cougar skin. Just one.
0: It's a big cat. It's a big cat. It's a big cat.
1: It's a big cat, cat, and quietly crept through the woods. She came upon the clearing in the forest where the men had gathered. She hid behind a rock and watched, enthralled, finally seeing the secrets she had so long desired to see.
0: Just from a forest safety perspective, right? I would have liked it if she had put like an orange vest on. Yes. Over the cougar skin.
1: because they're hunting. Wait, I think we may have a little window into where this is going. Oh, I don't no. know. I haven't read that far. I don't know.
0: I feel like this was an episode of Third Rock from the Sun.
1: Probably. Harry
0: goes out in his weird fur coat. Um, Go on.
1: Okay. Okay. <laughs> Uh, she crept closer and closer to the men in the circle, wanting to take in every detail until she got too close. Typical <sighs> women trying to spy on men.
0: The thing about curiosity is it kills the lady in the cat skin.
1: Mm-hmm. Or Hillary Clinton.
0: You yeah, That too. <laughs> that.
1: She got too close.
0: <laughs> they couldn't find the woman's emails.
1: <laughs> Chanting, lock her yeah. up. <laughs> Okay, the sorcerer leading the ritual spotted her and immediately saw through her disguise. Makes sense. Like, I, are you slipping your hands into the cougar's arms? Because
0: <laughs> I'm picturing, it, it, was it in The Meaning of Life, with that whole a tiger in Africa thing? And it's the guy dressed up as a tiger. He's just got the tiger on top of his head. That looks like a woman wearing a cat's head, is what that looks like.
1: Yeah. After this pa- er, paragraph, they have a picture of a vintage postcard of a, quote, typical cabin home in the Appalachians, Okay, by the way. Not related at all, really. Just, just flavor. Um, <laughs> as punishment for breaking the taboo, the sorcerer cast a spell on the woman. The cougar skin she had wrapped herself in became her own skin. Oh, <gasps> So she didn't
0: get hunted. That's no. good. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. yeah. And she's probably going to stay warm.
1: Yes. Well, she became a strange mix of cougar and human and was cursed to live forever alone in the woods, never again enjoying human company. And so the wampus cat roams the Appalachian Mountains at night, traveling up and down the hills, in and out of the valleys, forever wandering, ever alone in the mountains. There are some who say when she steals animals or ruins things on the farms, she's acting out of her anger and resentment from being cut off from the rest of mankind. There are some who say that she will roam the mountains forever, lurking around the places where men live, but never able to rejoin them.
0: That'll show her for being curious about an integral part of her life.
1: Mm Mm-hmm where her food comes from start of the farm to table movement right now
0: (laughs) just taking the stakes down a little bit if somebody said to me we get our food from the grocery store you are never allowed to see it (laughs) i would be very curious
1: it's true you'd be like what is a grocery store sure
0: and if we escalate the stakes slightly to where it's like look we get our food from forest magic (laughs) and this sorcerer I'm going to be more curious. Yeah. I
1: That's, mean, honestly, I'm curious where my food comes from right now. And it's, it's hard like, to say. Yeah. Who knows?
0: I've never seen Bob's Red Mill.
1: Actually, you can see it on the freeway.
0: Oh. Well,
1: I've never got it, but I oh. think you can. Can yeah. you
0: see his uh, amputee cat wife?
1: No. <laughs> A few years ago, I remember you were, like, starting rumors about people that were, like, slightly believable. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Clancy has a wooden leg.
1: Right. And mine was, I have two trained crows, I think. Yes. So I think we should start the one that Bob's Red Mill is run by a man and his witch wife (laughs) with no hand.
0: (laughs) The one-handed witch wife of (laughs) just outside of Portland, Oregon. Weird little bit of synchronicity, I now have several trained crows.
1: Wow. No, you don't.
0: Low key. So since I got the dog, I have been feeding the crows and now can get them to follow me over the course of several blocks. That's
1: amazing. Truly well done, sir. So it's something. Yeah. Um, I might need to hop on this. Make that rumor real.
0: All you need is like two weeks and like a pocket full of dog treats. Great. They'll be eaten out of your hand. Literally. I
1: love it. I love it. Um, okay, so last paragraph. Well, there's more about this story. So they go into the explanation, Okay. is exciting. Uh, yeah, this is pretty much cries are heard at night. The mountain people know who is to blame. Sure. Okay, more about this story. So while the central figure of the story is said to be a Cherokee woman, it's clear that this is a story told about the Cherokee rather than a Cherokee story. Yeah. And the wampus cat itself seems to go back even further than the story as it is told today. Now we're getting the real deal. Spooky. The wampus cat first came to the attention of the world outside the mountains in the first half of the 19th century. Although at the time it wasn't the wampus cat people were talking about, but the catawampus. Which is where that word comes from. That's a word that I used
0: only recently. Oh my
1: god. Wow, we're learning so much, Um, which was a word just used to describe the idea of an unknown animal lurking in the woods. So it wasn't actually a cat, Oh, just some dumbass Appalachian man who was trying to explain (laughs) and justify racism (laughs) thought it was a cat.
0: (laughs) I just don't want all these catawampuses coming into my town, (laughs) buying my mills.
1: Oh, this is a lot about the word.
0: Sure. It is
1: a particularly North Carolinian use of the word, and it's spread across the southeast. Hmm. Um, It may refer to a catamount, which is the regional name for the eastern cougar. So that makes sense that it wouldn't be there anymore because there's no eastern cougars left.
0: Got rid of those quickly. Yep.
1: yep. Because all these people thought they were fucking assertive women. And they were, probably. (laughs) Probably.
0: That cat woman has too many hands. Get her.
1: <laughs> um. Let's see. All the cougars disappeared. Blah, blah, blah. Wampus cat. There's another twist to the history of the wampus cat in North Carolina. This time a little further down from the mountains in Johnston County along the Noose River Basin. In the spring of 1964, there were a number of reports of an ape-like creature roaming the woods near Dean's Crossroads, located on US 70, about halfway between Smithfield and Princeton.
0: Was this the titular Dean? (laughs)
1: This is the Dean.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah, Dean. He's a stinky ape man.
1: I'm actually hashtag sponsored by Dean, so (laughs) let me just repeat that for everybody. Dean's Crossroads, located on US 70, about halfway between Smithfield and Princeton. Come see the wampus cat.
0: (laughs) I'm picturing a dude in a trucker cap, a dirty flannel with a cage with a cat in it. (laughs) Yes,
1: yes. I want to be like there, too, as the magician's assistant
0: Ooh, with like ah. Daisy
1: Dukes, just the full Daisy Duke outfit on. I'm not even trying. I'm just fully mocking him. <laughs> Sorry, Dean. <laughs> um, <laughs> so th- multiple people have reported seeing an eight foot tall hairy ape man roaming the woods. The Goldsboro News Argus called the animal a wampus cat and the name stuck. Hundreds of people flooded the small town searching for the beast until the sheriff was forced to call off the hunt, fearing for public safety and declaring the whole thing to be a hoax.
0: So they had they had to call off the search yes, for public safety. Yes, because
1: which, I guess it was so crazy.
0: That's It suggests to me that the ape monster was not the dangerous thing. It was the roving bands of North Carolinians. <laughs>
1: right. <laughs> Who were probably, it's 1964, like they're probably trying to catch... Deb's oldest son who just came home from UNC Asheville that's smoking a lot of weed and taking <laughs> walks. Like, maybe my Professor Mark West, honestly. <laughs> uh,
0: weird, weird little connection here. Last week, um, Nathan Hart was on, and we did um, the Skunk Ape, which uh-huh. is like Florida's Bigfoot. Of course. And the consensus there was it's some sort of swamp-bound pot farmer. <laughs>
1: Yep. (laughs) uh, um, I would say all big feet are probably pot farmers. Yeah,
0: it's, it's, uh, God, where did I hear this? It was some Chinese dialect, uh, their word for the Yeti translates to the indescribably filthy man of the snow.
1: (laughs) 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 Amazing. Which feels
0: appropriate. Um,
1: (laughs) Oh, so I guess there's another story about North Carolina's greatest monster flap—the vampire beast of Bladenboro. So similar, but uh, that's how it ends. All
0: right, fair. Um, in terms of rate, you know, hmm. w- where do you fall in terms of ratings?
1: Honestly, I it, the idea of like hearing a cat howling, any cougar is scary. So that realistically is like a four ghost penis for me
0: uh what's the what's the custom rating scale for this um mm,
1: there weren't even four cougar skins four (laughs) cougar skins (laughs) Uh, i give the story four cougar skins
0: i'm also yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna go a little bit lower i'm gonna give it three cougar skins just because i would have liked a little bit more of the haunting yes
1: yeah definitely
0: um I'm realizing now I left one of the stories off the list. I forgot. Oh, um, no. What's, what's your time frame like?
1: I'm pretty free. Okay. Yeah. Um,
0: special boo ha bonus round. Ooh. <laughs> um, due to my administrative mismanagement, <laughs> one of the stories was left <laughs> off the list, and we're going back <laughs> for it. This is the story of the Moon-Eyed People.
1: Oh, I think I've heard this story before, but continue.
0: <laughs> I love any, any story about like, well, we'll get there. This, yes. this tickles a series of, of, of my fancies. Yes. In the mountains of the Southern Appalachians from North Carolina down through Georgia and Alabama, the remains of ancient stone structures line the ridges. Hmm. Some of these are additions to natural rock formations, whereas others are entirely man-made. Who built these structures? Are they the remnants of an ancient war fought in the Appalachians? cool. Are they all that's left of the Moon-Eyed people? The Moon-Eyed people are a race of small men who, according to Cherokee legend, once lived in the Southern Appalachians. The Moon-Eyed people were said to be physically very different from the Cherokee, Mm. being bearded and having pale, perfectly white skin. Hmm. They were called Moon-Eyed because they were unable to see in daylight, with their sensitive eyes being blinded by the sun. For this reason, they were strictly nocturnal and lived in underground caverns. What? Ugh. I've
1: never heard this.
0: Is it the, like, uh, nor had I. So I'm. Yeah. As I'm looking through, I'm like, okay, hotel ghost. Right. Dead sex worker. Um, <laughs> bridge penis. <laughs> underground monster man.
1: Yeah. whoa.
0: <laughs> Perhaps the most famous structure associated with the Moon-Eyed People is just over the North Carolina border in Georgia at Fort Mountain, <laughs> which also... Which
1: like, one is it? Make up your mind.
0: <laughs> such imaginative Fort names. Right. Um,
1: <laughs> oh, you mean like Old Fort?
0: <laughs> uh, Old Fort. <laughs> we went to one. It's in Southern Oregon. Fort Rock. Yep. <laughs> the Rock is very impressive, so I I get it. Now a state park. Fort Mountain gets its name from the 850-foot-long stone wall that varies in height from two to six feet and stretches along the top of the ridge. The stone wall is thought to have been constructed around 400 to 500 BC. Interesting. Right? Okay. I didn't. I didn't know that there were prehistoric structures. Right. On this continent.
1: I know. (laughs) Didn't
0: think we had any of those.
1: Yeah, wow.
0: According to one Cherokee legend, this wall is a remnant of a war that the moon-eyed people fought against the neighboring Cree Nation.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Nope, sorry. Creek Nation.
1: Okay, JK. There we go. Creek Nation. The
0: Creek Nation. I'm picturing just small streams, (laughs) just a series of small streams with with edged weapons. (laughs) Um. The Creeks drove the moon-eyed people from their homeland during a full moon, which even the pale light of is blinding to these nocturnal people. <laughs> Ugh, that's a sentence. <laughs> hmm. The pale light of which was blinding to these nocturnal people. There we go. Got there
1: it. There we go. Which is like moon-eyed. Where'd they get that name? From this? It's.
0: I, I, I get, yeah, the, it's weird to be named after the thing you can't look at yeah it'd be like calling vampires sun people yes
1: <laughs> that's just arizona like i was i was very high this morning i like get high do yoga run mm-hmm. and then i start my day sure and so i'm on my run and i was like literally thinking to myself are the people in arizona and like southwestern states more evil because they're more reptilian than the rest <laughs> of us and that's why they're drawn to the sun <laughs>
0: I'm a simple Arizonian. Arizonan?
1: Arizona? I don't know.
0: I'm a simple Arizona dweller. (laughs) I love hot rocks and hate the (laughs) gates. That's got it. They love basking. They just want to bask on hot rocks. Exactly. I've always wondered why that state isn't nocturnal.
1: Maybe that's where the moon people went. (sighs) Just
0: in the desert. Too hot. (laughs) My beard. (laughs) My sweaty monster beard. (laughs) Cherokee cosmology is complex and fascinating and describes a universe where humans share the world with other non-human supernatural peoples. In the traditional Cherokee concept of the world, races such as... (laughs) the Insert inaudible mumbles here. I'm just going to edit in the sound of a bus going by while I say it. Perfect. So these supernatural beings are a part of the natural world who interact with humans at their own discretion, similar to the traditional idea of fairies in the British Isles. Mm -hmm. However, what's interesting is that the Moon-eyed people are never described as being supernatural, but are remembered as another group of humans who are physically different from the Native Americans. Hmm. Eerie, right? Very eerie. Because of this description of the Moon-eyed people, they're described as pale-skinned and bearded, It's led to some speculation, quite a bit of it wild, Mm -hmm. Which is my favorite category of speculation.
1: (laughs) Yeah, what speculation is, like, I guess financial speculation is not that wild.
0: Tame and grounded (laughs) speculation is my game, thank you.
1: (laughs) On wheat futures and mills.
0: (laughs) Well, I heard the miller's wife lost her hand recently, so we're going to have to revise (laughs) our estimates. Some say that the Moon-Eyed people represent a Cherokee folk memory of contact with a group of European settlers who made it to the New World before Columbus.
1: There are rumors of Norwegians making it and uh, Vikings to nor yeah.
0: They had some good boats.
1: Yeah, very is, true. You know, um, and it's easy to work your way down the East Coast. It's not like the West Coast where it's like, you're ugh. a pioneer, sorry Donners, <laughs> see ya. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: where we get such wonderful places along the Lewis and Clark Trail as, as Dismal Niche and yes. Cape Disappointment. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. That being the case, I love the idea that they're, It's not that they're like nocturnal, supernatural, moon-eyed people. They're just really sensitive to the sun. They're like, "Mm, I burn. Also, they're
1: building walls. Like, they're the special snowflakes. (laughs) Literally, just melting in the sun. (laughs) Maybe the white supremacists are right. Maybe they do have some special shit going into their DNA. You are all moon people. You're moon lizard
0: people. (laughs) Go back to the moon, please. (laughs) (laughs)
1: get that Space Force going.
0: (laughs) The fact that he called it Space Force, it's one of those moments that elucidates how incredibly dumb another thing that we say Mm -hmm. all the time is. Air Force. Mm -hmm. Air Force is a dumb word. (laughs) It
1: truly is. (sighs) Did you, unrelated, but did you see that the FBI just tweeted out an article, a 22-page report from a 1974 test on Bigfoot hair? turns out it was just deer hair but the fbi tweeted it with the caption bigfoot exclamation point all caps
0: <laughs> i feel like the fbi needs to sort some priorities out right um is that is it the equivalent of like the the, the if the country is a party and the person throwing the party has committed a series of increasingly embarrassing faux pas <laughs> and then one guest really tries to save it with a fun anecdote They're Big like, well, bigfoot. <laughs> oh, oh, oh no
1: just Big- ignore Kenneth Barr bigfoot remember him only 90 kids will know 90s kids
0: <laughs> <laughs> only 90 moon-eyed children will know <laughs> um <laughs> just on the air force sounding dumb thing there was, some comic had a joke and I'm not going to remember who it was but it was just that body wash sounds like what you would call soap after a traumatic brain injury. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. I need body wash. <laughs> um, Hair wash. <laughs>
1: tooth wash.
0: <laughs> uh, tooth wash sounds like something that would be sold to you by a man in a beard and suspenders.
1: Yes. Old Smithy's tooth wash. <laughs> 72% cocaine. Yeah. <laughs>
0: The other twenty-eight percent is ground-up Indian bones,
1: (laughs) and Moon People (sighs) jewels.
0: Oh, where were we? Uh, The Cherokee legend of the Moon-eyed people um, has been lined up with several European myths, right? Including one of the Welsh legend of Prince Madoc. Mm. According to the Welsh story. Madoc was a Welsh prince who, disenchanted with a Civil War, racking his homeland, set sail with his brother, <laughs> and a few followers across the Atlantic Ocean and landed somewhere around Mobile Bay, Alabama. Mm. Specific.
1: Very specific. Very specific.
0: Um, after some exploring up and down the river, uh, the rivers of Southern America, Madoc decided he liked the place well enough and decided to move in. Good for you. Take up. Leaving <laughs> R- <laughs> And some of his fellow Welshmen behind, (laughs) Madoc returned to his native country and recruited enough followers to fill ten ships. He and his colonists set sail back to America and was never heard from in Wales again. Some have speculated that the Moon-Eyed people are the descendants of Madoc's colonists, and that it was these Welshmen who fought a war with the Cherokee, and the Welshmen who also built the stone forts and walls that dot the ridges of the mountains. (laughs) Driven out by the Cherokee Maddox descendants, it is said, found their way to South Florida and Alabama, where they continued to live, slowly absorbing bits of Native American culture until they became a strange tribe of pale Indians, living and dressing in Native ways, but speaking Welsh.
1: Interesting, and they can't go in the sun.
0: Nope, nope, (laughs) just real, they should have gone north.
1: Do you think it was like they would sunburn really easily and they didn't have like sunscreen at the time you'd think that would get bred out
0: you would think that after a couple generations they would learn to deal yeah I mean like well because the Vikings you know they're a a a pale right people but you know
1: they love to tan too yeah Swedish people love tanning yeah you just gotta
0: just gotta burn those sausages uh (laughs) and because it's like it's you know it's not super sunny up north but there's a lot of like you know snow glare and like it's bright right so, Wales yeah. is
1: rainy though, I guess. I don't know. That's true. I
0: don't know. There's a whole there's a whole bunch more about this that just goes into like deep Welsh legend, but I think we're gonna leave that. Yeah. Um I just love the idea of spooky moon-eyed people right. living in the Appalachians.
1: Yes. Yes. And honestly, with the opioid epidemic, a lot of spooky moon-eyed people <laughs> do live there now. It's uh kinda Ooh. sad. <laughs> the more things change. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like
0: slang for a fun opioid. <laughs> moonies, please. I need there more Moonies. Is, though,
1: moon pies, which <gasps> is, is what, like a Georgia, from? North Carolina dish. I think, I mean, I think, is moon pie a phrase? Pie in it, the sky.
0: Pie in the sky is a thing. Pie eyed is a thing. No, moon pies. I've seen those at like convenience stores in like yeah. tiny, individually wrapped packets. Yeah, they're a
1: North Carolinian delicacy along with cheer wine. We have the best sweets. The Welsh mm-hmm.
0: eat a lot of pies. Like little hand pies. I think
1: we're on to something. It is a hand pie. It's <laughs> technically like a whoopee pie, actually, but mm, that sounds nice too. Yeah. With uh, marshmallow oh my god, they're so good.
0: It would be great if like the one remaining artifact of these like <laughs> proud, brave travelers from the old world was like moon pie.
1: <laughs> they loved marshmallow.
0: <laughs> one fifty at the, As at the gas and gold. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
1: oh man the moon people moon eyed people the moon eyed people
0: of north carolina um so yeah not necessarily ghosty but no, spooky but i
1: yeah i'm gonna go learn a lot about welsh legends after this I there's think. a
0: lot to be learned from north carolina oh uh, yes which is okay. where that's been our source Big for this plug. entire episode.
1: Hashtag sponsored. Also, <laughs> <laughs> you should get some ghost I, sites in on
0: this. <laughs> uh, I make far too much fun of these yeah. sites to be <laughs> sponsored by anyone. That's fair. That's <laughs> uh, fair. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give that one. Uh, I'm gonna give that four out of five creepy glassy eyes.
1: Nice, yeah. nice. I'm gonna give it. Three and a half moon pies, three and which a half are equal pies. to two glassy eyes. Two glassy eyes. Yeah.
0: That's fair. So three and a half moon pies, two glassy eyes. Yep. That works out to like seven millstones. Yes, seven Perfect. millstones
1: okay. <laughs> and half of a witch's hand. <laughs> Cut it again with the butcher
0: knife. <laughs> Long ways, so it's two and a half fingers. Perfect. Um. Yikes. Ugh. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, so that that wraps up the the ghost story portion. Uh, Our final segment is, do you have any spooky supernatural experiences?
1: Well, I have. um, When I was growing up as a kid in Wilsonville, Mm -hmm. Oregon, there was a pioneer graveyard on our farm that we rented. We lived in the farmhouse. And so... Whoa, I thought that was the ghosts. <laughs> was oh the, my God, they're real. They're here. The, the pioneer ghosts.
0: The ghost of Avalon's <laughs> smart bulbs.
1: I love this. Wow, that was it's mind-blowing. Right? Oh my God. <laughs> Avalon just turned on four lights at once from his phone. It was really... I'm walking out of here learning about so much, knowing so many things. It's
0: great. They do a bunch. You can really Ooh. shift things around. Oh my God. Spooky
1: atmosphere. I love it. Um. um yeah, so there's the pioneer grave. Uh, and there were pretty much people from all ages. It didn't seem like there were any like unsettled spirits. Some things moved in the house occasionally, Ooh. so that was a little spooky. And then, like sad but real ghost, my when my sister's boyfriend passed away, which was very sudden and very sad um my parents mustang car lights and he was like a huge car guy wouldn't stop flickering on and off like the last or the three days after
0: oh. and so
1: that was written i was really like there's something here yeah electric, like energy wise that's you know this thing that we do that, yeah the the hand, spirit the,
0: jazz fingers <laughs> it was about to refer to it as phantasmal <laughs> jazz hands <laughs> um definitely a thing yeah my uh my my parents have a a haunted house um and it's it's it's, that's kind of the most common thing like you'll you'll go there and all of your devices will be drained of battery really quickly things don't turn on or do turn on Mm -hmm. um spooky
1: it makes sense though it's like it's energy energy right and that's the thing that's probably the most high-powered energy in one place in your home it's i would
0: imagine like I remember kind of musing about this with my brother that like, if they're in for energy, why don't they just like get it right from the plugs? (laughs) And we came to the conclusion that there might be like a DC AC conversion thing where it's like probably they need the low voltage of a battery.
1: Yeah, yeah. Who knows? (laughs) Oh, ghosts, reach out. Let us know.
0: Yeah, any ghosts that are listening, (laughs) please use the appropriate channels of Twitter and or Instagram. Don't (laughs) haunt me.
1: I did have a really good idea for a, like, mystery thriller book called Ghosted, where it's a girl who dies on her way to a Tinder date, and so she, like, haunts all the men who have wronged her.
0: I would watch that.
1: I know, right?
0: I'm I'm imagining something kind of like in the vein of Dead Like Me. Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah. On board. Yeah. Let's get
1: that going. All right. <laughs> Call me <laughs> Hollywood <laughs> producers for more fun ideas about the internet and spooky shit.
0: <laughs> Hollywood producers both living and dead. Yes. Got to be a bunch of them listening.
1: Yeah. Actually. Um, yeah.
0: Well, that's that's spooky. I think yeah. like flickering lights. Well, When you say like things were moving in the house, you're not just referring to like people and pets. Oh
1: no, like a vase moved on the table right after we had found it and so that's one of those things where it's like, did someone just move the vase and you ascribe meaning to it, right? Sure. But um, Stuff like that, where it was like a little something here, or yeah. are some books, or just enough. It,
0: yeah, the the level of haunting—it's that really frustrating haunting space where yeah. it's not enough to be conclusive, but at the same time, you're like, it, it's just wetting my appetite. Like right. it just, oh, yeah, yeah, nice, spooky. Yeah. I'm g- okay. I'm giving that t- three out of five. Moved vases. <laughs>
1: Perfect. <laughs> That's all I've ever wanted. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: oh. Well, uh, I think we've, we've reached that time in the episode where the fire is burning low. My yes. dog has finished eating the bone that I give her to keep mm-hmm. her occupied. Where can people find you?
1: Yeah, uh, mollysmithson.com has all my social media shit. Um, and then I will be, I host two mics now, or I guess produce two mics. I'm not hosting the second one, but um, those are all at Trash Amp Productions.com and Molly is M O L L Y S M I T H S O N. And I have a podcast coming out June 22nd called Take Some Molly.
0: Ooh, tell us about that.
1: I give advice, answer questions, quandaries, conundrums with uh, the help of friends both of the comedy world and not. So we've got, um, so far we've done an episode just on like general life relationships. We're doing one with all your questions about cats and I guess other pets if you want.
0: Now, how many of the questions about cats involve what to do when your cat's hand has been chopped off and also your wife has suspiciously <laughs> lost her hand?
1: <laughs> None yet, but I'll work it in. A lot about vomit. A lot of people have questions about what motivates their cats to puke. That's that's yeah. fair.
0: Turning into a cat really upsets the stomach.
1: Yes, um. very true. Every <laughs> night when I switch into my cat form to go grind some peanuts into preschools. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah this witch is evil. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Um, um,
1: yeah. So take some Molly, June twenty second, and that's it, I guess.
0: Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, and you can find me at that Avalon on Instagram and at Boo ha ha Pod also on Instagram and Twitter where yes. I will post pictures of the cat's paw from Scary Stories Ooh. to Tell in the Dark and maybe that briefly mentioned picture of a quote unquote typical Appalachian cabin, <laughs> just for flavor.
1: I wish we could find, like, a police sketch of a moon-eyed person.
0: Wouldn't that be great? You know Can
1: someone do one for us?
0: Yeah. Any (laughs) any artistically inclined uh, (laughs) listeners, please sketch us out a moon-eyed person and don't just use, like, a junkie as your inspiration. Yeah. Please.
1: That's... Don't punch down. (laughs) Oh, no. Is there a picture? Oh, boy.
0: It's a carving of moon-eyed people.
1: They look like aliens, honestly. This...
0: Okay. Like, I kind
1: of do believe I didn't get into this because it's my most woo woo belief. Sure. But I believe that, like, if there are Bigfoot, alien, fairy people, whatever, it's just where our dimensions kind of overlap. Yeah. So, like, that makes sense. Oh, that's one too. Yeah. I don't like that.
0: I'll post this picture of the moon eyed people having this, which also, if you're going to throw a picture of a typical Appalachian cabin into your article, throw in a picture of the moon eyed person statue. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll buy that for a dollar, overlapping dimensions. Mm -hmm. Uh, part of my, like, most, like, Occam's Razory belief in ghosts is, like, just a repeated glitch where it's, like, Mm -hmm. if, if you think of the universe as, like, a program that's running, occasionally something gets replayed or just echoes. Yeah, that's so
1: true. Um, but yeah, I'll take extra dimensional Big's Feet. It could be both, you know, like, who, we're, we're never gonna, we might know, but probably not. (sighs)
0: would that we could know Mm -hmm. um well as always on this podcast we'll now just kind of awkwardly end fade into the ether